Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. Starting now, you can get a transcript of each week's Rich Dad Radio Show. Just visit www.richdad.com radio and download a copy today. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today we have a very, very, very important show to you. I would say it's more of a timely show. So pay attention. We have the man. I love listening to this guy. He's a friend for years, a fellow Hawaiian. His name is Bert Doman. He's one of our most popular guests because he can see clearly. And we're at a big, uh, I don't know how you call that, but a, a change, you know, right now because it's the change between the bond market and the stock market. And for those of you who may not know the difference between stocks and bonds and all this, this is a very important program because there's a very big correlation between bonds, which are basically debt, and stocks, which are equity. There's one more thing. The bond market is a thousand times bigger than the stock market. So most people on their 401ks and the little IRAs, things like this, are generally in equities or stocks. But the big shift has come. The bull market in bonds is over. What does that mean? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath right now to talk to my friend Bert Doman, professional trader, investor, and analyst. As founder of the Dolman Capital Research, he has been giving his analysis and forecast to traders and investors for over 36 years, and this guy is accurate. And generally, Bert is kind of pessimistic. Right now, he's optimistic. He can see clearly now. So the question is, what does it mean that the bull market in bonds is over? Does that mean there's going to be a bull market in stocks, even higher than they are today? That's kind of the question. Kim, any comments? Well, this is going to be a fabulous show, and it's, it is very timely because Bert really has called so many of the major market shifts the over the, the years. And, you know, the latest was in early 2008 when people, nobody was saying the, the market's going to decline or the economy's going to decline. And Bert said, yeah, it is. And it did. And same with oil. When oil was at a, at a high, everybody said, oh, it's going higher, it's going higher. And Burke goes, no, it's not. And he was right. So he really does see things clearly. And I want to find out what's coming in the next year ahead, in this year ahead. So let me give you a little uh, background on Burke Doman. You know, Kim and I uh, kind of grew up in Hawaii. And Burt has always been the guy in Hawaii people listen to. I didn't, I didn't know him then, but he was always respected. People would listen, well, Burt said this and Burt said that. And right now he's back in Hawaii, and I'm very happy to have him part of this program because Bert can definitely see clearer now, now that the bull market in bonds is over. Does that mean there's going to be even bigger bull market in stocks? Welcome to the program, Bert. Welcome, Bert. Thank you very much. It's beautiful to be with you again after all this time. How would you explain to the layperson like me 
the difference between bonds and stocks, debt versus equity, because that's the perennial, it's always the, the tension in the market, right? Yes, you know, bonds are, you know, usually a very bad investment, but that has been different. The last 36 years, interest rates and inflation were declining, and it all depends on inflation, and as you know, uh, over the last several years, the, the concern of central banks was that they could not get inflation to start rising. They, they pumped uh, central banks together, pumped about $16 trillion of artificial money into their systems, and they could not get inflation to rise. And that was due to the anti-business policies, especially in the U.S. over the past eight years. And, but not, now that is changing. Now we have a pro-business administration. So now all of the $16 trillion that was basically stuck in the banking system and not being lent out is going to be mobilized. And this is the big change. And, you know, I started my business in January of 1977. And the reason was that nobody was looking for a bear market. The investors' intelligence that surveys investment advisors said only 3.8% bears, the lowest in the history of this survey, and I was bearish. And luckily, uh, it did uh, develop into a bear market that was 15 months long until March of 1978. Then we had a big, big change at the Federal Reserve. A new chairman came in. He was a former uh, head of Textron, a huge conglomerate that has a lot of debt. And uh, he said, we're not going to fight inflation with tight money. We're going to do it by raising interest rates. And to me, that was logically, because I'm not an economist. You know, I'm not a PhD, so I'm not hindered by all of the false notions of economists. And uh, I said, higher interest rates with loose money will make stocks an inflation hedge. Now, that was totally absurd uh, to uh, Wall Street analysts uh, because they always had higher interest rates are bad for the stock market. And this is what we're going to see right now in the stock market. We're going to have a pullback correction. And because of this uh, false notion, that it's the interest rates that cause a bear market. No, it's tight money. So are, are you saying that we're in that same period of time right now, that you're in a period of time when interest rates are going up, but it's counterintuitive that the yeah, stock the market will go up with it? Right. Goldman Sachs has a liquidity index. And, you know, in 19... Uh, what, what does that 70s, mean? What does that mean, Berto, liquidity index? Yeah, this is very important. Good question, Kim. Uh, in 1976, 77, in fact, in 1977 at a conference, I introduced my, what I called the secret uh, key to the investment market. That was the title of my speech. And I said it's the liquidity, the change in liquidity and credit. When uh, uh, credit is available uh, uh, to, to anyone who wants to borrow in small businesses, this, uh, the stock market must go up. When liquidity is shrinking because the central bank is pulling in reserves from the banking system. And making it harder for people stock, to borrow. That's right. Then stocks have to go down because stocks become a source of cash. And uh, economists with their uh, PhD degrees never differentiate 
between rising interest rates and tight money, caused by tight money, and rising interest rates caused by anticipation of higher inflation. And there's a huge difference in the consequences. Wait, wait, what was it? Wait, wait, what was it again? There's there's tight money caused by no money, and there's tight money caused by inflation? Yes. Yeah. Both will cause higher interest rates. When money is getting short, banks can charge more for the loans that they do make, that they are willing to make. Okay? So interest rates rise, and that causes the tightening of money. And this is usually what the Fed has done. Because if, if, you raise, this, if you raise interest rates, then, it, then people are less likely to borrow money. That's what you're saying. No. The banks will just basically type money and say, no, you, I know you're credit worthy, but I can't give you any money because the Federal Reserve has pulled in the reserves. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Now, but banks always can get around some things that they really want to lend money to a very good customer, and they'll just charge more for it. It's like the, the loan shark, you know, around the corner. They'll charge more when he knows that you can't get money anywhere else. Right. right? So that's a, that's a big difference. So I think for the last year, I've been making the point, that we have to watch this very closely, in 1978. And G. William Miller, the new head of the Fed, made that statement. And for us, that was a green light for inflation full speed ahead. And at the time, I said, Treasury bonds will lose 40 to 50 percent of their value. And it did happen two years later. You know? What year was that? What year was that now? 78. 78. 78. Yeah. So wait, wait. So, so, then so, we, so, 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 Bert, we, we need to get into today is, are you saying we're, we're running into the similar situation now? Look at the, the two top guys at the Federal Reserve now, the new chairman that's coming in, and then the vice chairman. The vice chairman is a former managing director of Carlyle. It's a huge private equity firm. They, they thrive on borrowed money. He's not going to keep money loose. He's, they're loosening up to all the lending regulations of the banking system. So that means money is going to be available. At the same time, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. Okay, so money money's becoming more available and, and interest, interest rates, rates will go up, higher. so that's good for the banks because they make more money. Yes. And then that booms the economy because money is flowing into the system. Yes. And right now, you know, the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates five times now. Okay? And what has happened to the Goldman Sachs liquidity index, which is made up of a number of different factors. It is now the loosest ever. We have more liquidity now after five hikes in interest rates by the Fed than we had a few years ago. So, so, so Bert, it's counterintuitive. Like I said, I never understood bonds. So when they raise interest rates, but they're also making money more available, that's what you're saying is happening right now? Yes, that's why the headline of our Wellington letter in the last issue was the end of the 36-year bond bull market. Well, okay, so hold right there. Okay, once again, this is the Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. We have a long-term friend, fellow Hawaiian, Bert Doman, and he's talking about why it's good news ahead, but he's also talking about the correlation between the bond market and the stock market. So for those of you who are like me, who have a hard time understanding stocks and bonds, This is a very, very important show because what Bert is saying, the future is very bright coming up ahead. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. 
Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Log on to RichDadRadio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. We're talking to Bert Dolman who've been a friend for years, but generally he has been pessimistic. Now he's very optimistic. He's explaining why the end of the bull market in bonds means a bright future for all of us. So you can listen to the Rich Dad radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android, and all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them because repetition is how we learn, and this is a very, very important program in financial literacy, financial education. It is the relationship between bonds and equities or the stock market and the bond market. And it's something I've never really understand. So listen to this program again. Go to richdadradio.com, download it, listen to it two or three times because I'll probably have to so you understand it a little bit better. But also share it with your friends, family, and business associates and discuss it because that's how you'll see it brighter than most other people. Because what, what Bert is saying is counterintuitive to me. You know, I was talking to Bert during the break is that when I was a kid, I was always told to buy U.S. savings bonds. And we bought little things with 25 cent stamps and we put it inside this little book. And when it got to $18.75, 10 years later, I got 25 bucks. And I kept asking my teacher, I'm probably 10 years old, going, this makes no sense to me. Why would I put money in a little book put with stamps, like saving stamps? And then 10 years later, I got 25 bucks. I said, I'm never going to make it. So I never understood bonds. So that's why, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the most complex subjects in the world today, the relationship between bonds and stocks. And we have one of the smartest guys I know, Bert Droman, explaining to you. So once again, listen to this program again so it starts to sink in. Because I never understood why anybody would put money in the bond market. And bonds are, the bond market is much, much bigger than the stock market. So I never put any money in the bond market because I never had money to put in in the first place. Any comments, Kim? Well, our very special guest is Bert Dolman. He's a professional trader, investor, and analyst, and founder of Dolman Capital Research that has been around since 1976. He's also the author of the, uh, the Coming China Crisis and Prelude to Meltdown, and he is also the author of the Wellington Letter, which is a newsletter that we subscribe, we subscribe to. to. 
Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. You've got to read that letter to stay up to date. Gives tremendous insights. And and Bert has been right on so many of the calls over the years and so many of the ups and downs of the market. And the turns of the markets. And we're talking today about a big turn. But this is a major turn, ladies and gentlemen. The bull market in bonds is over. The question is, what does that mean? And Bert's also saying, I guess the Obama administration tightened money supply, but now tightened regulation. Yeah, yeah, and the Trump administration's releasing money into the market. And this is all good news, even in the stock market. So Bert has really reversed positions on many things he's said before. But the question is, do you understand the relationship between bonds and stocks? And I'll say it again, the bond market is a giant market much bigger than the stock market your little 401k is in so bert would you mind stepping back in so the price of a bond goes up when the interest rate comes down right i mean that makes no sense to me yes before i answer your question let me just point out one thing because you mentioned the wellington letter Uh, this is our the start this month we're celebrating our anniversary this is the start of our first uh 41st uh, year in business. Congratulations! So for fantastic. Forty-one years. Yeah, and you I'm, I'm a little bit older than forty-one years, but uh, <laughs> I'm still kicking. <laughs> so you're getting a schooling right now yeah. on the fundamentals of financial education, the yeah. relationship between bonds and equity, equity of stocks. Yeah, let me uh, answer your question about uh, the relationship when yields, mean, meaning interest rates, uh, rise bond prices decline so that they maintain the same yield. So uh, basically, it's an inverse relationship. And uh, now you know why I got confused. It would take too long for this program. But, uh, but it is directly mathematical. Okay, so it has nothing to do with, uh, with extraneous things. When the yields rise, uh, so let's, let's say it's five, uh, trying to make them rise. Let's, let's say it's 5%. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. The bonds if, paying 5%. If, yeah. And if, if the yield of the bonds goes to 10%, then uh, existing bonds that are outstanding to have the same yield uh, would have to drop 50% in value. Because the return uh, to, you're getting on the earlier bonds is only 5%, where the new bonds you're getting 10% return. Kim, fantastic. Congratulations. Yay, I pass. I pass. Are you saying that the, the, the new bond goes up to 10% yield? If it goes up to 10%. Uh, no, wait, wait. Yeah. What, what no, happens to the 5%? You, you see, right now, you don't even have to go that high. You don't have to go that high. Yield on the 10-year uh, uh, treasury is at 2 3 quarters percent. So, so, wait, so, Bert, so, Bert, can I step back? So you have a, you have a bond yeah. that's paying 5% and it goes up to 6%, right? The new bond. The new bond. <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. And and what happens to the old bond at 5%? Well, it will probably decline 15 to 20%. Because, in price. In price. Because that yeah. bond is only paying 5% yeah. yield, but where the new right bond is because, paying 6% yield. Yes. And now because the interest rates are so low, you know, the, uh, you got two and three quarters on the 10-year. Uh, if that goes up and doubles, I'd say the yield doubles on that, goes to 5.5%. Uh, that means that the value it drops almost in half. Right. You know, the, it's not a perfect relationship. Wait, wait, so, so, almost so, in half. So, so if you have a big bond portfolio, you get killed. And pension plans are loaded up with bonds. So all the guys right now that bought bonds because in 
in the layman's term, the amateur's term, bonds are safe. Mm -hmm. So you're holding 10 years, U.S. 10-year treasuries at, let's say, 2%. The rate is raised to, new bonds are 5%. So all of these guys, like pension plans, insurance companies, holding 2% bonds get hammered. Yes. And, you know, in 1978, I said that, you know, bonds are not conservative. This is a false story by Wall Street because it helps them sell Holy bonds. mackerel, Bert. Are you telling me that, that they tell you that bonds are safe and that's a lie? <laughs> Surprise. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> you know, there's a good analogy is like if you have if you have day-old bread and then the next day they bake fresh bread, your fresh bread is going to be more expensive than the day-old bread. Very good, yes. Right. That's but I like day-old bread. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's even cheaper when it gets moldy. So if I so if I so if I have a warehouse full of old bread, and Bert comes on with new bread, you're out of business. I'm out of business. <laughs> That's about. That's about. It. So this is why you know this idea about what is conservative and what is not conservative. It's uh, it's fiction. It's uh, fiction. It all depends on the environment. You know. So we've had a 36-year bond bull market. This is a record. So, but, so, a, so, Bert, so, Bert, let me explain what that means. It means interest rates or the yield on bonds have been coming down for 36 years. Yes, yes. And so that made the previous bond, let's say I have a bond at 5%, but the new bond is at 2%. My 5% bond is more valuable. Yes. And when it went to and, 2%, it's and then it goes to 1%, so the 2% becomes more valuable. Yeah, yes. This is now because of inflation expectations. Uh, it's, uh, when uh, we watch the commodity indices, you can see inflation is starting to rise. And this is a really very, very interesting, very much like 78, when nobody thought that inflation could go as high as it did, which was about 15% inflation. And uh, so this is going to happen now. It's going to demolish bond portfolios. And when this starts happening, the perception will be that this has to be bad for the stock market. And this really put uh, my business and the Wellington letter on the map because uh, when we came out with our forecast, it was considered wrong. And, but it turned out to be so right. And we are just about the only ones that were correct on that call of bond, uh, treasury bond prices declining 40 to 50%. They actually declined 44%. You know? So it was right in the target range. And the stock market still went up. But in the transition period, you get the idea, oh, my God, all the bond portfolios are going to implode, and that's going to cause a depression and the end of the world. And I start speaking at the big investment conferences, and I was on panels and so on. Everybody was saying, buy survival food. And I always said, I'd rather die than, than <laughs> survive. You know, <laughs> you know. So I said this is not the end of the world. Some people were forecasting hyperinflation. I said you don't know anything about hyperinflation. Read about the hyperinflation in Germany in the early 1920s, and you will see what what conditions are necessary to produce hyperinflation. You know. And uh, so anyway, people talk about things that they have no experience with, that they have not read about and so on. Uh, but uh, in uh, 1981, when uh, Treasury bond yields were 15 and three quarters percent, that declined 44 percent. I gave a signal, uh, call it 
uh, opportunity of a lifetime. And that was to buy bonds. I said, at 15 three quarters, they have to go down at least by 50% yield, wow. okay? Which means a doubling wow. in the price. And, uh, so, and the, so, so a 15% bond got more valuable if the, the new bonds got less, less yield. That's right, yes. And that's what happened. And we had one client, he wanted to know how he could finance this 3,000-acre subdivision of upscale homes. And I said, well, we just gave the signal and, uh, and an opportunity of a lifetime, and that would be good. So he wanted to uh, leverage a T-bond investor. He didn't know anything about it. I said, well, you know, you can leverage probably 10 to 1. I wouldn't recommend it. But um, so he, a week later, he had a, an account at that brokerage firm uh, on Wall Street and so on and so on. And he did it, made a lot of money. And I said, you can finance it overnight automatically with Fed funds rates. So you, in the end, you'll be paying a much, much lower interest rate than the yields you're getting on the bonds that you bought. Okay, once again, so Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Day Radio Show. We're talking to one of our favorite guests, Bert Dolman, again, is professional trader, investor, analyst. He's a fellow Hawaiian. He's a founder of Dolman Capital Research. So that's why, for those of you who subscribe to the Wellington Letter, I'm not, I mean, I went out saying you should or nothing. I'm just saying read, see what other people see, right, Kim? Yes, and, and Bert Doman's website is Doman Capital, D O H M E N Capital.com. Um, Bert, let me, let's, let's look at the future, and we're going to go into this in the next, in the next segment. But you said 2018, um, great opportunities and great traps ahead. Can you just give a quick summary and then we can go into it further? Yeah, we have less than 30 seconds, so if you can give us 30 seconds <laughs> on that. When you go through a huge transition, as we are making now, from deflation to inflation, from declining interest rates to rising interest rates, then things get very volatile. You're going to see the, the market going through some convulsions uh, right now as it's realized that interest rates are going to rise, that bond portfolios are going to tank, and so on. So in the transition phase, it's going to look very bad for for stock market investors for a few weeks uh, until uh, finally the, the perception is, hey, there's no reason to stop investing in stocks because companies are going to do very, very well, you know, and the pension plans will not do very well if they're invested in, in bonds. So and during this transition period, you're going to see some big ups and downs, you know. So that, and, that, means, uh, that, means, that means the pension funds were running out of bonds into stocks then? Yes, exactly. Boom and bust ahead. We want to make sure all of you listening have the possibility of booming along with a boom and not getting trapped in the bust. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors have a great gift for you. Visit richdadadvisors.com and receive five free reports on business and investing success. Five free reports that can help you right now. And while there, check out the Author's Choice audio series. Audio is a great way to learn. And for as little as 99 cents, you can download key chapters from all the Rich Dad Advisor books. You can listen to The Myths and Magic of Real Estate Investing, Seven Steps to Limited Liability, 
the four pillars of investing, Team Code of Honor, or the psychology of debt, among other great audios. For pennies, you can power up your skills for getting out of the rat race. So please visit richdadadvisors.com for your five free reports and your powerful and affordable audio chapters. That's richdadadvisors.com for great information that can help you right now. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. We're talking to Bert Dolman, dear friend from Hawaii. He's in Hawaii right now, professional trader, investor, and analyst, founder of Dolman Capital Research. His website is dolmancapital.com, and his newsletter, The Wellington Letter, is subscribed to. It's recommended people listen to, read, study, understand this. Because Bert, in my opinion, is one of the few people that's really into financial literacy, financial education, really expanding the relationships today between the bond market and the stock market. Very important to understand that. And that's financial education. You can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive it so that you can download it, listen to it again and again and again, because this is one of the most important programs we've ever put on, again, the relationship between bonds and stocks. Very important. And so you can, you can download it at richdadradio.com, have your friends, family, and business partners listen to it and discuss it. So when you discuss it, you'll find that even after your whole understanding of the two biggest forces in the world right now, stocks and bonds, and the turn in the world economy right now is crucial to your financial future. Comments, Kim? Yeah, so, so Bert, um, there's so much to talk about here. But again, I want to go back to looking at the year ahead, 2018. You say there's great opportunities and great traps. What are, what are the biggest opportunities? What are the greatest traps? Okay, the biggest opportunities are still U.S. stocks. You have to uh, pick the sectors. Uh, correctly, okay. There will be some sectors like utilities and so on that will suffer. Uh, that will suffer. But why? Yeah, why will, will utilities suffer? suffer? Uh, the fixed return on investment. Ah, uh, so it's, it's, it's like a bond. It, that's right. They will be competing with oh. bond, rising bond yield, and uh, that will make them less attractive. But there will be other sectors that have great potential. The defense sector. You know, the military is going to get so much money uh, as uh, we uh, rearm the war industry, as I call it. And we do have a war industry. And the best uh, war that they can ever have is a cold war. Nobody gets killed, no dead bodies <laughs> coming back home, no bad publicity on TV and so on. We uh, get uh, hundreds of billions of trillions of dollars go into the war industry. Great business, great business. Uh, so there are many other sectors like that that we have pinpointed. Now, the, so wait, the so, important so, thing to remember is when inflation rises, what is a better investment? Is it a bond or a stock? And when inflation rises, it means that interest rates will rise. And therefore, when interest rates rise, you don't want to even think about owning a bond. So that money then will go into stocks. Mm. Stocks are a way to participate in inflation. And that's what I said in 1978. I said stocks will become an inflation hedge because companies can raise prices of their products in the marketplace to adjust for inflation and the higher cost of input. 
So this is so important. Stocks will become an inflation hedge. Furthermore, I think the uh, implications of this huge tax cut for corporations, which is about 35% lower taxes, has not been factored into the market yet. So when we do see these uh, convulsions in a market as it tries to adjust to um, to uh, bond uh, money going out of bonds and so on, people getting scared as uh, the financial system will collapse and all of this stuff and so on, these will be buying opportunities. You know, of course, you want to know when to buy and when to sell. Right, and, and Bert, you don't you don't make you're not a financial planner or that are you? No, you don't no. tell people what to buy. No, and it's it's buyer beware. I mean, because Rich Dad doesn't tell people what to buy either. But we're an education company, and you're purely education, aren't you? Yes, it's uh, we do not give personalized advice. Good. Uh, our advice is uh, the markets are going to do this, in our opinion, by the evidence that we have. What yeah. I love about you is you don't stick to one position. You change when things no. change, right? When the facts change, you know. We got uh, in the early August. Things looked terrible, technically speaking. Money flowed. Money was flowing out of stocks and so on. It looked like President Trump was going to lose against the swamp monster and that this, uh, the draining of the swamp was not going to work. Really, it looked very, very intense there in the first half. Then he took a trip to Manhattan, and things turned around after that. Today's talk is about the lesson, financial education lesson, is a relationship between bonds and stocks. And what I think is hysterical, or, you know, I don't know how to say it, people always thought, well, I was always taught bonds were safe. And Bert is the only guy I've ever heard say they're not safe. And what Bert is predicting is that there will be an exodus out of bonds and into stocks, which is good for certain types of stocks. That's why I pay attention. But this is my question, Bert, really quickly. What happens when the big insurance companies and retirement plans and all that start selling bonds? Well, uh, obviously, uh, demand supply is what sets prices in everything. Uh, and uh, when the uh, demand goes down and the supply goes up, prices go down. So uh, you, know, you can take it from there, what you should do with that. But I'm gl very glad you, you said that. You know, you need continuous updates. Yes. I see so many times when I speak at a conference, people will say, yeah, but last year, so-and-so uh, said this and this, and it didn't happen. I said, you cannot act on investment uh, advice or forecast that you get at a conference or in an interview and so on and think it's going to be permanent for, uh, for the next several years. You know, we are in a dynamic world. Things change day to day. Every day something changes. And when something significant changes, you have to change your investments with that. This is my question. What do you think is going to happen? Three investments right now, real estate, gold, silver, and Bitcoin. Well, uh, Bitcoin, of course, I've always said eventually it's going to go to zero. Uh, it might go to 100,000 in the meantime. <laughs> I have no idea. But it's a figment of people's imagination. There's absolutely nothing behind it. It's a it's shiny a object. Entry. It's not even shiny. If they yeah. would at least give you a shiny object, <laughs> on, a, on a chain of the pendant and so on. But you don't get that. You get a computer entry, and that can be hacked, as we just recently saw, yeah. right? Yep. And so this is about the ultimate in a, in a bubble. You know, just forget it that it even exists. And, you know, I know people that, that say, 
Bert, where can I buy Bitcoin? I said, what do you know about a Bitcoin? Oh, really nothing. I said, do you know how it works? No, no, really not. But I want to buy it because it's going up. That is not a good reason to buy something. You right. know? Right. So well, I, I want to admit, I, I bought five, uh, Bert, but the guy I bought it from disappeared, so I never paid for him. <laughs> I think that's there a good go. thing. I, I think that's I, a good it's, thing. It's the best investment I uh-huh. ever made. Yep. <laughs> Listen, there, there, there is now over 1,300 cryptocurrencies, yep. different currencies. And one of them was giving you Chuck E. Cheese's tokens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's, so what's your forecast? If we're back to the 70s, that's when gold ran from, let's say, about 50 to 800. What's going to happen with gold and precious metals and if there's inflation? Commodities are going to see a big revival. You know, commodity prices and gold and silver are commodities. You know, uh, you can say what they Some people say it's a monetary metal. It used to be a monetary metal, but they're not anymore. You know, uh, so uh, gold and silver, uh, gold especially, because uh, countries like Russia, right? Russia is a big producer of gold, but they have been buying record amounts yeah. of gold. And put it in the storage. A year yep. or two. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, you know, uh, there is a big demand because everyone knows that the central banks are going to produce more and more artificial money. Uh, so the last uh, eight years, they produced $16 trillion. And my point is, what is there to prevent them from producing $30 trillion of artificial nothing. money? Or $50 trillion. And Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There is nothing to keep it from the so the, all this this thing is going to be a collapse and and the, the end of Western civilization uh, is baloney. We may have an end of Western civilization because of all this politically correct crap that is out there. <laughs> you know, uh, you can't even tell introduce somebody as your best friend anymore because that'll make somebody who doesn't have a best friend feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. Oh, yeah. The world is getting incredible. And, you know, an old guy like me has trouble adjusting to that. I said, my God, isn't anything anymore real, you know? So 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 my question is this, then. If interest rates go up, how how do you see it affecting real estate? Well, you're going to get to the point here very soon. In fact, I think we're already in it, where the perception will be that rising interest rates will kill real estate. But it didn't in in the late 1970s, okay? So there will be a period when real estate will still be good. But it is definitely not my favorite. Uh, But as you know, all real estate is local. There will be some real estate, especially real estate with good cash flow, that will be very good. But in regard to REITs, I would not get into REITs, the real estate investment trusts, you know? but. If you can buy a nice apartment building someplace or so on, that's good. One apartment might be okay, uh, but uh, you have to be very selective on the Correct. location. I like stocks because of the liquidity. You know, our, our listeners are like Kim and I, which is average people. So what would you say to them right now about how to prepare for this future? Because everything's changing one more time. And you, yeah. and you have the luxury of having historical viewpoints what would you say to somebody how to prepare for this future coming up? First of all, you have to take charge of your investments. Don't just hand your money to, to some guy that you've never met, you know? And 
They don't have the time nor the experience. You want to go with someone who has years of experience. That's the one thing that counts. I'm referring here back to the late 1970s. Most of the guys you see on financial TV, they weren't even born yet in, <laughs> in the late 1970s. You know, experience is so important in this world, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, when you're youthful, you're brash, you make rash decisions, you don't do a lot of homework. Uh, we used to do a lot of work. We used to draw all the charts by hand, you know. And uh, when you draw a chart by hand, you really uh, get a feel of the markets much more than right now. You call up a chart in the fraction of a second, and you don't even know what it means. You know, that's, that's what happens to these guys. I see some of these guys explaining charts on TV, and I say, come on. Learn a little bit about technical <laughs> analysis, you know. They, they go back <laughs> anyway. long term to 2010. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. I really want to thank you, man. You're always, always on the right guy at the right time. Uh, very exciting news. The end of the bull market and bonds and a whole new world emerging. But we still have to be very, very careful. And once again, I thank you for your insights and for all your wisdom you pass on. Well, thank you very much, and, and I really appreciate it. And when we come back, we'll be going to our favorite part of our program, Ask Robert. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors have a great gift for you. Visit RichDadAdvisors.com and receive five free reports on business and investing success. Five free reports that can help you right now. And while there, check out the Author's Choice audio series. Audio is a great way to learn. And for as little as 99 cents, you can download key chapters from all the Rich Dad Advisor books. You can listen to The Myths and Magic of Real Estate Investing, Seven Steps to Limited Liability, The Four Pillars of Investing, Team Code of Honor, or The Psychology of Debt, among other great audios. For pennies, you can power up your skills for getting out of the rat race. So please visit richdadadvisors.com for your five free reports and your powerful and affordable audio chapters. That's richdadadvisors.com for great information that can help you right now. Your financial education continues. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Good news and bad news about money. Thank our guest, Bert Doman, because this reversal in the longest bond market, bull market, bond market, for 36 years is over. That is good news for somebody and horrible news for others. 
So that's why I thank you all for listening to this program. I want to thank Bert. Once again, we don't recommend or sell anything. We, just, we are a financial education company, and so is Bert. Bert's website is dolmancapital.com, and his newsletter is a Wellington letter. And it's exactly as he said, things are changing too fast to simply buy and hold today. That is really ridiculous. And I was really happy he says he called bonds guaranteed notes of confiscation because <laughs> I never understood them. Why would anybody put money in a bond? I just never understood it. So I really thank him for his opinion. And once again, you can submit your questions to Ask Robert at Rich Dad Radio. And you can listen to this program anytime, anywhere on iTunes and Android. And all of our all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. Any comments, Kim? Uh, yeah, I mean, Bert now, ha he really has shifted his point of view on oh, what's coming. He's talking about inflation is going to happen. He's Now that uh, the administration is very pro-business, he made a slight comment about the tax code, that this is going to be a bigger boom, a bigger boom for business than That's anybody's talking about um, because of the tax cuts. So listen to it again because there was a ton of information. And as he says, you got to be aware of what's happening at the time. Don't take advice from people from a year ago. Oh, this they said this a year ago. Well, a year ago is very different than today. And a lot of them haven't lived through this. You know, Bert and I have lived through this. We're the old guys. And I've seen the booms and the busts. But I just cannot believe what he's saying. I just, I'm going, holy mackerel, because I remember those times I just come back from Vietnam when this whole thing was changing so fast. We'd go into restaurants, and the the menu had to have little white stickies on because the prices were changing so fast. You know, a bowl of rice might have been five dollars was ten dollars next day. You know, it was things were just changing so rapidly. But the big thing is, there's going to be a lot of winners and losers, especially those who actually believe bonds are safe. First question, Melissa. Our first question today comes from Matt in Dallas, Texas. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It says, Robert, I hear you talk about being careful who you take advice from and who to listen to in times of fake news. Where do you and Kim turn to for your information and personal education? Great question. Well, that's why we have Rich Dad Radio. I, I'm, I'm not being facetious. I think the most wonderful thing about this program is that Kim and I and the people, we got to listen to some real, real people. And most people who are investment advisors, in my opinion, are fake. And what I, did, what I mean by fake is they don't practice what they preach. You know, I mean, Kim and I don't say we do what Bert does. We're real estate people. You know, we've got to be very careful. We're, we're gold people. We're oil people. But we listen to everybody else, too. A lot of people just say, well, you know, Invest for the long term, buy, hold, and pray. I mean, that is the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Yet that's what most people do. You know, save money, get out of debt. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Any, I, I see it on CNBC. Oh, yes, this is a good time. Invest for the long term. I'm going, in what? Comments, Kim? Well, I, that's the whole thing is the fake teachers and real teachers and practice what you preach. I mean, if I'm taking advice from somebody, I'm going to ask them, are you doing what you're advising me to do? Do you actually do it? Are you I mean, successful? Yeah, look at all our rich dad advisors. They all are doing what they do every single day, what they're teaching every single day. They are doing. Kenny does real estate every day. Tom Realwright does taxes every single day. They're in Garrett the market. Sutton does um, corporations every single day. They're real teachers. So I always want to take advice from people who are doing what it is I want to do. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Jose in San Antonio. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
He says, Robert and Kim, how often did the two of you review your personal holdings, assets, and investments together, not just with your advisors? Do you have a schedule you keep in doing so? Well, Kim does that more than me, right, Kim? I, I do. I mean, just on the like the financial statements, I get that I get that twice a month. I get our cash flow statements twice a month. Um, we're pretty up to date, and we do sit down. And I'm I'm, I'm going to make this point: is we do sit down with our tax strategists on a regular basis to go through what we have. And he says, you know, when do we do it by ourselves? We don't really Never. look at our portfolio by ourselves. Never. We always bring in our advisors and the professionals to walk through it with us and to strategize and get and get their opinion as well. Everything's changing. Yeah. I want to say I, I did a horrible thing the other day. I was sitting at the airport and this young guy comes up to me and he was talking to me about something and I jumped all over him. And I, I he was a professional money manager or something like that. And I asked him, I said, well, who's your accountant? Who's your bookkeeper? He looked at me like, I, like I'd run over him with a car. He says, I said, do you have a bookkeeper? He goes, no. I said, do you have an accountant? No. Do you have an attorney? No. And this guy is a professional you know, financial planner. If you're going to turn pro in this business, it starts with a bookkeeper, right? Kim? Yes, it does. You've got to have the numbers. It's not show me the num money. It's show me your numbers. Because too many people, they they can. It's so easy to lie about how much money you've got coming in and how much money you got going out. Delusional. You need somebody to keep you accountable to that. Yeah. So please get a bookkeeper. I don't have any money. Well, that's why you don't that's have any money, sweetheart. <laughs> I have a FICO score. No, that's why you're being robbed blind. You're delusional. Look, it's a, it's a minimum. You're going to turn pro, it's a bookkeeper, an accountant, and an attorney. That's minimum. Okay? Well, I, I like what you say. If you don't have financials, the bank will give you a credit card, but they won't give you a loan. <laughs> oh, oh, oh I, have, I have a high FICO score. I want to vomit every time I see that. I'm going, what does that mean? Nothing. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Shay in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Favorite book, Midas Touch. It says, what is your current view on investing in oil? Do you think it's time to get into investing in oil stocks? Well, according to Bert, you know, I, I would get his newsletter first. will save you a lot of pain and misery, you know, because oil is another whole other thing. You've got to be an expert. I went to school for oil. I kind of understand it. You know, I've never lost money in oil, but doesn't mean we make that much money either. We invest in oil for one reason, taxes. Every time we put money into oil, we get tax breaks. So that's why Kim and I don't own any oil stocks. I correct you? Yeah, and you know that's such a huge subject. And we had a guest recently, and they were talking about all the opportunities with all this new fracking technology. So all this, the whole world of oil is changing dramatically. So if you're going to get into it, I would study it. Yeah, or or you know, if you're just going to buy Exxon or Standard, you know, that's it. But that's pretty amateurish. Oil is huge, but what most people don't realize, the United States came back in with fracking, and that dropped the prices of oil all over the world. Saudi Arabia and Russia, according to Dennis Gartman, who was on our program, who was another guy you should listen to, he says that Saudi Arabia and Russia have not started fracking yet. What does that mean? That means the price of oil ain't going up, sweetheart. You know, it can change with different qualities of grade of oil. But fracking has not yet started in the two biggest oil producing regions of the world, Russia and the Middle East. So that's what you have to pay attention to. Plus, yes, how many, how, what's going to happen with terrorism in that area? You know, Afghanistan's about to fall. And if Afghanistan falls, it's everything we've been afraid of. 
So it's not just going to buy oil. You know, I mean, wake up. Yeah, and that's a good place to start is go back to our archives and listen to the podcast of Dennis Gartman, G-A-R-T-M-A-N, because that'll give you a, a start of education on oil. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Sean in Kansas City, Missouri. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Says Robert and Kim, since it's the start of a new year, would you please share the process that the two of you use for setting your goals both personally and professionally? That's a great question. Uh, every New Year's, Kim and I take a hike into this one mountain. We sit on that mountaintop and we talk about what we're going to do for the next year. We also talk about what we're grateful for, what our lessons we learn, who we are happy are not in our lives anymore, who we're happy <laughs> in our lives. And, we celebrate uh, our wins for the wins. previous year. You know, what was what were where we were successful, and again, what did we learn from the mistakes we've made? What did we learn from our successes? And then we look at our goals, personal and professional, real estate wise, uh, for the coming year. But it's As, that hike because I I think it gives us like we get to a space. top of the mountain and it gives us space. I can see clearly now. From there the, you we, go. We, we used to go up there when we had no money, the same spot. Yep. And I yell, thank you, thank you, thank you. Be gratitude, be gracious, gratitude, and all this review what we what mistakes we made some of the pe lessons we learned from so-called bad people and the such thing as a bad people person they just taught us a good lesson that you know we learn from and that's where we learn it's really not anything more than that and kim's birthday was a spectacular a few days ago we flew into sonoma and hung out with jean charles boisset and his wife and they all they i mean those guys are mega they're not just rich, they're mega, they're dynasty wealth. And it's, it's interesting to hang out with different people. So one of our goals is it's important to hang out with people that bring you up, yes, not pull you down. And so hanging out with Jean-Charles Boisset and his wife is Gina Gallo of Gallo Wines. I mean, these guys are mega young people. And they and have a standard of living, life. an art of life. It's an art of life that I really Aspire saw to. and I'm like, I want that, that's yeah. next for us, this this art of life. So, so it's not just about goals, it's your friends, it's your mindset, it's the books you read, and especially the radio programs you listen to. <laughs> because nobody has all the answers and what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. So once again, I thank you for listening. You can submit your questions to Ask Robert at richdadradio.com and thank you again to Burke Doman. Thank you all for listening.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.